Today is Friday, October the 7th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down tomorrow night's game as the Gamecocks travel to Lexington, Kentucky to take on the 13th ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. We'll talk top storylines, key matchups to watch for, keys the game, and I will lock in my lead pipe lock of the week prediction as well. Also, your listener questions, guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. And it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down with the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to five players, and you can win up to 10 times on an entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on Spencer Rattler passing yards, parlay with the under on LeBron, parlay with the over on Mahomes. Guys, you can play any and every sport, including, of course, college sports, which is why we love prize picks. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many of our listeners and fans of the Spurs Up show have made so much money with our friends over at Prize Picks. You love betting on spreads. You love betting on totals. Make sure you are playing these prop plays because, again, there is so much money to be made. Again, that's our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's get it! As the SEC gauntlet begins once again, South Carolina football finds themselves at a crossroads. It feels like we've been here the last couple of years, where amidst a season, we find ourselves looking at this game against Kentucky and sort of dictating our hopes and our dreams and our feelings of said season on the outcome of this ball game against the Wildcats. Should be a fun one, folks. Happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always, and we have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. As you can all tell, I'm fired up here on this Friday because it just hits different, and it just 
means more. Isn't that what they say when you get into SEC play and you get into this conference? But it really does hit different when you go on the road into the SEC. I'm sure many of you are hearing the sound of my voice as you make your way up to Lexington, Kentucky. was able to talk to one of my rippers, and apparently the Gamecocks, we have sold out our away ticket allotment. And, of course, after the comments over the offseason when Mark Stoops made his comments regarding Shane Beamer and South Carolina football, and you cannot convince me otherwise, by the way, that he did not make those comments about South Carolina. But either way, after those comments, this game certainly was circled on the schedule and cannot wait to watch this one tomorrow night at Kroger Field. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and the support all week long from the podcast, The Daily Crow, the merchandise, social media. Truly do appreciate you all, your love and support. Also, appreciate you guys being flexible because of course as you know this weekend it is wedding weekend for yours truly my little sister getting married tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon if you will very excited for that going to be a great weekend with the family with that being said though of course podcast today as you're hearing the sound of my voice normal schedule the daily crow today is what will be uh being moved around if you will we will not be airing tdc in our normal noon to two slot just because of wedding festivities and doing stuff with that however i don't want to just fully cancel it i do want to do something with the daily crow here on this friday and i'll let you guys know via social media just what the game plan is. Again, it's really going to depend on when I've got time to do so. Even if we just go live for, say, 30 minutes, I do want to take your questions, your comments, your calls. I want to hear from you all. I don't want to go without doing some sort of live show the day before the game because, of course, I've got the rehearsal, the rehearsal dinner, all the wedding festivities. You all know we're going to be shaking hands, kissing babies, all that good stuff, and getting ready for the big day. But uh, I definitely want to talk some Gamecocks, Kentucky sometime today, maybe tonight, maybe a little bit of TDC after dark, if you will. We could do a little bit of a nighttime TDC, but I'll let you guys know either way. The plan is to rock the Daily Crow at some point today. So again, just stay tuned to social media for all of those updates. But again, guys, thank y'all so much and sincerely, man, for the love, the support. Uh, you guys rocking and rolling with the punches and showing love every single step of the way, no matter what. Again, I hope this show does find you, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Safe travels to all the Gamecocks going to Lexington. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into everything as South Carolina looks for their third straight win and begins the SEC gauntlet, if you will, the first of six consecutive SEC games. The Gamecocks travel to Lexington to take on the 13th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats. A 7.30 kickoff on the SEC Network at Kroger Field. The spread, guys, we talked about on Wednesday, but my goodness, the movement in Vegas, and there's a lot of reason for that, which we will get into in just a second. So much movement in this one. Of course, Gamecocks opening as a 10, 10.5-point underdog. The line stayed there until about Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, when we started hearing rumors about the status of Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. That line dropped all the way down to four Four and a half at some sports books right now. I'm seeing it. Gamecocks are a seven-point underdog in this one. The over-under set at 46 and a half. Heck, the total has danced around as well. I believe that opened up at 49 or so, fell down all the way to 46, now sitting at 46 and a half. So even Vegas is having trouble gauging this football game tomorrow night. You look at the series, Gamecocks lead the all-time series 18, 14, and 1. But, of course, guys, the wildcat size monkey that is on the Gamecocks back, UK has won two in a row and seven of the last eight in this series. And that comes after, guys, South Carolina. I was looking at it from 2000 to 2013. Won all but one game. And, of course, that was the 2010 game in a year that South Carolina went to the SEC Championship. So this series has really flipped, and I know we all agree, again, it's a series the Gamecocks need to reverse that trend and get it back in their favor. And, of course, who can forget last year, the last meeting between the two schools when Kentucky came into Wiggins-Brice Stadium and won that ball game by a final score of 16-10 to 10 in a game that really, I think, South kind of felt like they let get away. I mean, you look, the Gamecocks won the turnover margin 3-0 to zero and just simply put, 
could not capitalize. So certainly this is a program that's looking for revenge and they will try to do so under the lights tomorrow night uh, on the road, a place that has not been very kind to them more on that in just a second. As we dive into our top storylines, guys, we have to start with the status of Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. Will he play? Will he not? Uh, the latest right now, guys, as I sit here on Thursday night recording this, Mark Stoops, you got to feel like there's a little bit of some gamesmanship going on here, right? I, I think that's obvious. Mark Stoops was asked about it on Thursday afternoon. He said he had no update. He said, you know, if somebody was out, I would tell you guys, I've got no update for you. I will say after talking to J.C. Sherbert on the Daily Crow yesterday, you know, obviously he's got his sources. He's got his people in Lexington, Kentucky. I do not think Will Levis is going to play. There's a lot of smoke around this situation. And normally when there's smoke, there's fire. There's too much smoke, in my opinion, to think that he is going to play. Obviously already dealing with the banged up finger. Then you factor in, you know, we've heard it's an ankle. We've heard there's been something with a concussion. But what I'm most hearing is he's in a walking boot all week long. I don't think he will play in this game. This could be a master plan from Mark Stoops. I certainly wouldn't put it past him. And, guys, I'm not going to sit here and say it's 100% that Will Levis isn't going to play in the football game. But if I had to bet on it right now, I would say Will Levis will not play, which would insert Kaya Sharon, the redshirt freshman who has never thrown a collegiate pass. So certainly if Will Levis cannot go, that is going to change the outlook of this game. And even if Will Levis can play, just how healthy is he? And of course, guys, this will be a storyline we're following all the way up until kickoff because I'd imagine that Levis will be a kickoff time decision. And listen, you can think that Will Levis is overrated all you want. He might be overrated, but the bottom line is this. This is an NFL draft kind of guy, and if he cannot go, it makes a significant difference in this football game. Uh, my next big storyline, guys, and certainly I've already talked about this this week, and I talked about it earlier in the week, but this is the make-or-break game for Marcus Satterfield, at least for me. And I feel like I've been as patient as any, if not more patient, than anybody else in Gamecock circles, right? Last year, I gave the benefit of the doubt to Marcus Satterfield. Hey, it's personnel. He doesn't have the guys at the skill positions he needs to be successful. A revolving door at quarterback. But we talked all preseason, spring, summer, fall camp, about how this is it. You traded in the beat-up hoopty for the Ferrari. You got Spencer Rattler, the game-changing quarterback. You added pieces on the outside at running back. At tight end, you brought back some dynamic playmakers and you brought back an offensive line full of experience. It's no secret that to, that to this point, the offense has not looked the way we expected, especially quarterback Spencer Rapp. And I also talked all summer and all preseason that I was giving it until this game. This game, listen, I understand patience. I believe in being patient. And I understand that college football fans are like bad doctors. We don't have patience, right? That's a great dad joke for you to take into the weekend. But we don't have patience. We want to see results now. But I don't think it's unfair to expect results at this point, guys. Again, this is an offense. And Marcus Satterfield is an offensive coordinator. They've had the spring. They've had the summer. They've had fall camp, and now they've had five games, right? And we're still sitting here left searching for answers offensively. Throw out the Charlotte and SC State games if you want. What we've seen in conference play hasn't given us many reasons to feel exactly giddy going into this one. And so for me, again, this is the make-or-break game for Marcus Satterfield. You know, we've heard him talk about what he wants his identity to be. He wants to be 12-13 personnel. We've seen, you know, swing pass sat at his best all season long. We've seen Gamecocks playmakers go without touches. This is the game in which it has to click. Whether you think it's fair, you think it's unfair, you more so think it's on execution. Heck, we got Marcus Lattimore jumping out, sticking his neck out for Marcus Satterfield, which I don't know why he would do either way, though. People coming out the woodworks to defend this guy. And, and let me make it very clear. 
I don't dislike Marcus Satterfield on a personal level. Again, I feel like I shouldn't have to preface that, but there are so many slap dicks out there that they take this stuff so personally. You have to make sure people understand where you're coming from. I Guys, I would prefer Marcus Satterfield to get this thing turned around and be here for the long haul because he's done such a good job on the recruiting trail, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. But this is where it has to get going. You simply cannot go into Lexington tomorrow night and lay an egg. I understand Kentucky's got quality football players. They are a quality football team, no doubt. But they're not Alabama. They're not Georgia. They're not, I would say, elite defensively. This is a defense that you should be able to have some success on. Again, I'm not saying go score 40 points, but have some success. And we've just seen it too often with this Gamecocks offense. We feel like time and time again, week after week after week, there's just so many things left to be desired. So for me personally, you might vehemently disagree. Is vehemently a word? You might adamantly disagree. I don't know where vehemently came from. Either way, whether it is a word, it's not. We're going to keep it moving. Uh, You might disagree with me. Right, You might think, hey, he needs more time. Or there's many of you, I would say probably about 99%, that are like, Chris, we're sitting here waiting for you. Come hop aboard the bandwagon. Come hop aboard the fire sat train. But for me personally, this is the game. This is the make or break game for Marcus Satterfield. If it does not click tomorrow night in Lexington, and especially If it doesn't click and we see a lot of the same things we've seen for weeks and weeks and weeks and going all the way back to last year, I'll throw my hands up and say, I've had enough. I've seen enough at this point to know he ain't the guy. And I'm not saying make a a change midseason, although I think once you know, you know, and you're only wasting time if you keep the guy around when you know he ain't it. But uh, I'll be done with Marcus Satterfield. And Fire Sat merch, by the way, will hit TSUS.store. So this is the make-or-break game. Marcus Satterfield's got to show this entire fan base something because I certainly do feel like at this point he is undoubtedly coaching for his job. Speaking of the offense and guys who have something to prove, Spencer Rattler, the stage is yours, my friend. I talked about this game, guys, a lot because you might recall I picked the Gamecocks over the summer to win this football game, right? And if you recall, the reason that I picked South Carolina to win was I felt like Spencer Rattler was going to outduel Will Levis. And whether it's fair or unfair, hey, welcome to the quarterback position in the SEC. You get all the glory when things go well. (laughs) And guess what? You get the blame when they don't. This is a game where if Spencer Rattler is the guy that I think he is, if he's the guy that I got so excited about that we snagged from Oklahoma, if Spencer Rattler's that dude, he don't lose to Kentucky, man. Spencer Rattler doesn't lose to the Kentucky Wildcats. So while all the pressure's on Marcus Satterfield and he's got to put a Spencer Rattler in position to make plays, Spencer Rattler's got to have a night. I mean, this has got to be one of those games where I think seven takes over, man. You are simply put not going to go on the road at night in the SEC and be a quality opponent if your quarterback does not have an above-average game. It's just not going to happen, especially when you're a team like the Gamecocks and you know you're not going to be able to lean on that rushing attack. If seven is off, we're going to be off. And if seven is off, we're not going to win, and we probably won't even compete. Spencer Rattler, the stage is set. Your numbers this season are ugly. People are doubting you. Hell, we've had people calling in, guys, on the Daily Crow. I've had people in my mentions and DMs calling for the benching of Spencer Rattler. Well, guess what, Rat? The stage is yours. It's time to shine, Seven. If you want respect, not just nationally, but within Gamecock circles, this is the type of game that if you go ball out and you lead your team to victory, 
This same fan base that is so quick to jump down folks' throats. And you know what? I'm not coming at the fan base, but some people feel that way. Oh, this fan base is so toxic. This fan base is so negative. No, this fan base is just a reflection of what the hell it's seen on the field the last five, six, seven years. This fan base is the same fan base that if you go play well and you win, and you don't even have to go win a national championship, if you just go win a little bit, this is a fan base that will uplift you unlike any other fan base you've ever seen. These Gamecocks just want a reason to crow again. Give them a reason to be proud. Go do the damn thing, Seven. Lead this football team to victory and watch the way Gamecock fans uplift you. Moving on, guys, and the big storyline for me. You know, one of the most intriguing matchups, and we're going to get into key matchups to watch in regards to the individual matchups. But the trenches has always decided, it seems, the winner in this series, right? The more physical team at the point of attack, that's the one that wins the football game. And I understand that is the case on a week-in, week-out basis, especially in the SEC. But it's even more so amplified in this series, guys. I mean, you look at last year. The reason the Gamecocks didn't win, they got outrushed like 240 to 56, right? Kentucky has just physically whipped you up front year after year after year. But this is not, at least to this point, this is not your typical Kentucky team. Kentucky right now, guys, is dead last in the SEC in rushing offense. On the other side, the Gamecocks are 13th in the SEC in rushing defense. So my question is this, what gives? Because somebody's going to have a breakout night. Somebody is going to have success tomorrow night. Who do you feel more confident in? The Kentucky rushing offense that's been abysmal all year or a Gamecocks defense that, that ain't stopped the run since Obama was in office? And I mean, that's been a long time, folks. So what gives tomorrow night? In Lexington. And I tell you what, if you had it on your bingo card that Chris was going to make up any kind of political reference on this show, hey, kudos to you because even I didn't see that coming. That's not really my norm. My point is it's been a long time since we could stop the run effectively. So who has the better night? Kentucky's running game, South Carolina's run defense. That's going to be one hell of a battle, and I'll be really, really intrigued to see how that thing shakes out and what the numbers say when the dust settles tomorrow night. Guys, and the big storyline, of course, as the Gamecocks go on the road, South Carolina and their road woes, and we have to talk about it until it gets fixed because it, it, it's wild when you look at the numbers, guys. South Carolina has lost eight straight SEC road games. And get this, the Gamecocks are 1-7 and seven against the spread. In those games. So not only is South Carolina losing on the road, they're getting blown out doing so. They're losing in chef's kiss, grand fashion, right? Right? And, and I don't know that there's really any one thing you can point to and say, well, it's this. Well, it's this. Because I think you have played some really high-quality competition on the road. But if you're going to be a high-quality football team, Right, If you're going to have, we talked about over the summer, if you're going to have a good season, seven-plus wins, if you're going to have the type of season that fans are clamoring for, you're going to have to win on the road. You're going to have to play good football on the road. Guys, do you know the last time the Gamecocks beat a top-15 team on the road in the SEC at night? 2013 at Missouri. It's been that long. So. Can the Gamecocks get that, that wildcat-sized monkey off their back and do it in Lexington at Kroger Field? Also, by the way, a place the Gamecocks haven't won since 2012. It has been a very, very long time and a long, painful decade since the Gamecocks have beaten UK at their place. So... Are there a lot of numbers that back up and say South Carolina will have a lot of success tomorrow night? No, there are not, but streaks have to end at some point. So we'll see if the Gamecocks can come out fast, by the way, and also play their best football in a hostile environment. Final, final storyline for me, guys, is this. Just how big is this game against Kentucky? 
Because I think what's interesting, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a tale as old as time, right? It feels like every single year of the last couple of years, we we come like, all right, here's the Kentucky game again. You win this one, season's a success. You lose, the season's a failure. Every single year. And I think I understand why that is because Kentucky's a team that you beat up on for so long. And it's so funny because I think the reason that their fans hate us so much is that the Gamecocks, our fan base, just refuses to give Kentucky any sort of respect, even though they beat us year after year after year after year, right? And I feel like I am someone that I give as much respect. I'll say this. I think I give more respect than any Gamecocks content creator out there. Right, I'm willing to go out there and say, you know what, Kentucky, Mark Stoops, you got to tip your cap to what he's done there. He's done a fantastic job in building that program. Guys, a couple of years ago, I pissed off Gamecock Nation because I said, Mark Stoops is everything that Will Muschamp is not. And people were furious. Oh, how right I was. So you look at this Kentucky program and the way they've elevated themselves, and I think one of the problems is that folks – don't have perspective, and they don't understand that, hey, you know, you're an underdog to UK. This isn't a game anymore that you throw in the wind bucket. This isn't a game that, guess what, you're supposed to win anymore. So I ask you this, and I said this in the preseason, that if you lose to Kentucky guys, guess what, you can still have a successful season. Your season is not over, but I also mentioned in that same breath, that if you don't go four and two or better in your first six, if you don't split Arkansas and Kentucky, and you've already lost to Arkansas, of course, if you don't split those games and you go three and three, oh and three in your first six, and you go into the bye week left searching for answers, well, the odds of you having the type of season you were hoping for, they pretty much go down the drain. So I think this is a very, very big game. In terms of meeting a lot of the preseason expectations that were set out, what's so interesting about this game is that I think you can most certainly still get to seven wins. Even with a loss to Kentucky, it's highly unlikely, but when you look at the way this schedule's setting up with Texas A&M and Max Johnson being out for the year and who knows what Florida is and Mizzou and Tennessee and Vanderbilt, who knows what might happen down the stretch. But so it leads me to this. Just how big is this game against Kentucky? Are we putting too much emphasis on this football game? Because I will say this yet again, and I'm going to sound like a broken record. While I don't think it's the biggest game of the season, I think that's Missouri. This is the greatest inflection point of this season. Win and one set of possibilities are available for your year. Lose and an entirely different set, in my opinion, of possibilities become your reality. So. Is it the most important game? No. Is it a very, very, very big game and one that I would argue this program absolutely needs? Yes. Because I think what we all realize, too, you can't argue that this is a legitimate football program on the rise if you can't beat the Kentucky Wildcats. And UK fans, you can kick, you can scream, you can bitch, you can moan and feel like we're not getting respected. But I'm here to tell you, you are never going to get the respect that you're looking for from this fan base. I can guarantee you. All right, guys, let's dive into our key matchups to watch for tomorrow night. We'll start stopping the run. We'll be a key. And Chris Rodriguez Jr. is the leader of that now for the Kentucky Wildcats as he returns from his suspension to start the year. Zach Pickens against Chris Rodriguez Jr. up front. Rodriguez last week against Ole Miss in his return, 19 carries, 72 yards, one touchdown of guys we talked about, right? We talked about the struggles of this Kentucky rushing attack to this point. But get this, Chris Rodriguez in his career against South Carolina, averaging 7.6 yards per carry. He's not a guy you're going to bring down with an arm tackle or just one guy. The Gamecocks have got to be disciplined, fly to the football, tackling the fundamentals have got to be on point. Zach Pickens has got to clog the middle. It's the same guys we talk about on a week-in, week-out basis that need to step up and play a big role and, and do this and do that. Well, Zach Pickens needs a shine in the middle. Absolutely. Give South Carolina's linebacker a linebackers, excuse me, a chance in this one because Chris Rodriguez Jr., one of the best backs in the SEC, and as the Gamecocks have seen, he will kill you. 
He will kill you if you're not careful. So, Zach Pickens against Chris Rodriguez Jr., a key matchup for sure. My second key matchup to watch for, Jalen Brooks against Keydron Smith, defensive back from Ole Miss, the transfer from the portal. Smith, 13 tackles, one interception. And I could see Jalen Brooks being a big-time player in this game. You know, Jalen Brooks very quietly has sort of come on as one of the Gamecocks' top targets. You look at SC State and the deep ball he had. uh, He's been very productive this year. You know, shout-out to Jalen Brooks and and everything he's done on the outside. Could be one of Spencer Rattler's favorite targets in this one. I think certainly – uh, Kentucky will key in on Jaheim Bell. They know that we want to get him the football, and so you start looking at other options, Antoine Wells. I think Jalen Brooks could have a big game tomorrow night in Lexington. And the final key matchup to watch for, guys, is this. And, of course, this is assuming that Will Levis is not going to play in this football game. So my final key matchup, Clayton White against the redshirt freshman starting quarterback, Kaya Sharon. And, guys, like I mentioned, Sharon, the redshirt freshman, he has never thrown a collegiate pass it will be up to Clayton White to get after him all night long make him uncomfortable and what's so intriguing guys is you know for most teams most fan bases you would hear a starting quarterback is out and you think oh man we got the upper hand we feel good about this one but I understand it right because this feels very very similar to the LSU game in Baton Rouge a couple of years ago and I was actually at that game in person and uh Their starting quarterback went out, and T.J. Finley was named the starter, had very limited experience. I said, oh, man, you know, this is the game. South Carolina is going to come in here and get the win, and and we're going to be all over T.J. Finley. And all he did was carve up the South Carolina secondary. Now, this is a completely different coaching staff, completely different team. It will be up to Clayton White to scheme around it. I think he needs to send a lot of pressure. I think he needs to attack, 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 and make Kaya Sharon uncomfortable as possible obviously stopping the run priority number one but getting after this young quarterback assuming it is him who is playing right be aggressive force him into mistakes I think that's your best bet for success let's move into guys our keys to the game and keys to victory for South Carolina what's the Gamecocks must do to get the win tomorrow night in Lexington first off guys fly to the football, and I'm speaking specifically in the run game, man. Listen, it's going to take more than one guy to bring Chris Rodriguez Jr. down. You're going to have to be disciplined. You're going to have to be physical. As our good friend Robbie Davis says in the Daily Crow, shout out Robbie Davis, attack, attack, attack. You need to attack all night long. Again, be disciplined in your tackling, great fundamentals in the tackling, but a lot of white hats or whatever color helmet I'd assume we're wearing white, but a lot of Gamecock hats around the football. Fly to the football, be around the football on the defensive side. My second key to the game, find balance offensively. I know I talked about Spencer Rattler. It's all on seven. And I understand, listen, I I don't think you're going to be able to run the football the way you did against SC State and against Charlotte, but I'm almost more so talking in the play call. Right, One of our biggest complaints on Marcus Satterfield is one drive, he'll be run, 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 run. The next drive, he'll be pass, 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 pass. Find some balance. Get Kentucky defensively on their heels. Guys, they've got a couple of big-time players that are out in this game. Take advantage of it, right? Find the matchups, take your shots, but find some balance so that Spencer Rattler can work. Don't put him in bad positions where he's in these third and longs and Kentucky can pin their ears back. And then we start seeing some of those bad habits come back up when he's got happy feet and he's dancing around, he's making errant throws. Find some sort of balance offensively. Going to help you in the long run. And my final key to the game, guys, is this. Beamer ball. That's one of the things we have not talked about in this show that might be a big factor tomorrow night. Kentucky is really, really good in the return game. They've got a dynamic returner, had a big week, or excuse me, big weekend on special teams last weekend. Win special teams. If you do not win that fast of the game, you have no shot in this one. And it could be a big return, a big block. That could be the difference tomorrow night at Kroger Field. So again, my three keys to the game fly to the football, find balance offensively. And Beamer Ball, you do those three things, then you got a great shot to win. All right, with that being said, guys, let's get into my prediction. The Lead Pipe Lock of the Week brought to you, as always, by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Guys, A1 Air Quality Consultants is giving corporate services for working man prices. They have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry. They use the most modern scientific technology for highly accurate results, and they perform the following services, mold testing air and surface, 
allergen testing air for things like pollen, dust, etc. Asbestos testing in building materials. Asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne. Air monitoring services during abatement projects. And E. coli testing surface and water. Gosh, for more information, give them a call today at 864-619-2092. That's 864-619-2092. You can also find them on Twitter at A1 Air Quality 1 and on Instagram at A1 Air Quality Consultants. For any other questions, guys, head to their website at A1AirQualityConsultants.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. And again, we appreciate our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants for sponsoring this segment of the Spurs Up Show. So let's get into it. My lead pipe lock of the week as the Gamecocks head to Lexington to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. Let me get this out of the way because somehow I've made it to this point of the show and not mention this. I think Kentucky is wildly overrated. The 13th ranked team in the country. Yeah, right. I thought they were overrated when they were 7th, and I think they're overrated at 13th. Now, I'm not saying that I don't think Kentucky is is not a quality football team, right? I, I think they're a quality football team, but I still think they are wildly overvalued. And you look at this game, and again, guys, what it means for South Carolina season and, and all the talk and the mood. And I talked about earlier this week, you know, my, my my internal dilemma, if you will, because South Carolina is right where we all picked us to be, sitting at three and two overall, right? Coming off of two blowout wins over Charlotte and SC State. But it just, it doesn't feel quite like what we thought it would. And it really does feel like at this point this season is at a bit of a tipping point, if you will. Now, again, is that fair to say? Is that unfair to say? Because no matter what happens tomorrow night, there are six more games to go. There's another half of this season to be played with a ton of opportunities, right, to win some big games. You know, it's so interesting with Kentucky because, again, this is not your typical Kentucky team in regards to the way they've struggled to run the football. And, guys, they are so banged up coming in this one. It's so far beyond Will Levis. You look at defensively, Jacquez Jones, who's a big-time linebacker for them. He is out. Uh, Hearing also their starting right tackle is going to be out for the game as well. I mean, Kentucky's probably as depleted as you could ask them to be, and they're depleted. They're probably going to be all season long. Meanwhile, Shane Beamer saying on his call-in show, David Spalding will play. Darius Rush will play. Dylan Wanham will play. You're basically going to have all hands on deck outside of the guys that were or that we already knew were going to be out for this entire year. You are as healthy as you have been, you could argue, since week one against Georgia State. This is a huge game. Right. I, I I will say this. I don't think fans are making too much of this game. Now, if you lose, is the season over? No. But I'm so happy that this football team, that we're not playing Charlotte or SC State again, where it's games that, you know, Carolina should win and win big and you can't win by enough. And, and we have to overanalyze and we have to nitpick because realistically, you can't learn anything from those games. This is a game We are going to learn a lot about South Carolina, guys. And the last time we saw them in SEC play, it was a doozy. Losing 48-7 to to the Georgia Bulldogs on your home field. Before that, you went to Fayetteville, guys, and again, you fall down 21-3. to And that was a game, yes, you climbed back, but it was never in doubt. Kentucky was never, you were never going to stop them on the ground. And then, guys, guess what? Georgia State sloppy, sloppy, sloppy win to open the year. And in all three of those games, you gave up over 200 rushing yards, 200 or more in all three games. So who is South Carolina? I could ask the same question about Kentucky. Who is Kentucky? Because, yes, they got that big road win at Florida in the swamp. But how good is Florida? That's a Florida team that almost lost to South Florida. They haven't exactly been wildly impressive This season, what's so intriguing about Kentucky is I think one of the reasons they have their ranking and they have hype, number one, they've got a quarterback that's a projected by some, the number one overall pick, which I think is crazy, but projected first rounder. And 
They had tons of preseason hype. I think Kentucky is a perfect example of why we probably shouldn't have the AP poll until about week four or week five or week six because teams get oversold, they get overvalued, and, and, and there's a certain narrative that follows them. And there's just sort of been this narrative that, oh, yeah, I mean, Kentucky's really good, even though you look at the numbers and they look very pedestrian across the board. Now, they did just get Chris Rodriguez Jr. back. Does that change their football team? Does that change their rushing attack? Maybe so. But to this point, they've been very average in their first real test of the season, which was at Ole Miss last week. They lost the football game, right? So I think Kentucky is very overrated. I think a quality football team will beat Kentucky, no doubt. My greatest concern is I don't know that South Carolina is a quality football team. What's interesting about this game, guys, and I talked about this on TDC yesterday, is if you look at this game from a sort of tunnel vision type of scope, right? Like you ignore the numbers that is the series history of this game, right? Seven of the last eight Kentucky winning. If you ignore the numbers that is the Gamecocks on the road and and their struggles, if you just look at, the 2022 Kentucky Wildcats against the 2022 South Carolina Gamecocks. There are a lot of reasons to feel confident if you're in the Garnet and Black, and there are a lot of reasons you could argue to pick Shane Beamer's squad to win this game. But unfortunately, you can't ignore the numbers. You can't ignore the trends. You can't ignore what Kentucky has done to South Carolina, and I think that's the most frustrating thing, guys. You look at this series over the last eight years when Kentucky's won seven of the last eight, and in those seven UK victories, I don't think there's many fans out there that bleed the garnet and black that would look at any of those final results and say, well, you know, Kentucky was just the better team. You know, K- Kentucky just, they were just more talented in the way they recruited, and we just weren't as good as them. That's what makes it so maddening. So many Gamecock fans out there, every single result you bring up will twist and turn and say, well, we gave the game away. We, we, it was the referees. It was this. It was that. Excuse after excuse after excuse. Now, the wild card in this game is Will Levis. His status, if he does not play. And I am moving under the assumption that he's not going to play, as I said earlier, because where there's smoke, there's fire, and there has been a ton of smoke this week or over the last couple of days. Kaya Sharon is going to get the snaps. Never thrown a collegiate pass. So if Kentucky can't run the football, if those woes continue, if the Gamecocks can be attacking on defense and stop the run, this is going to be a very fun night for Clayton White's unit and for this football team as a whole. You know, I I even came into this show, guys, writing down my notes, going back and forth on my prediction in this game. And like many things, I feel like with the Gamecocks, just feeling very conflicted because I know a lot of you think I'm just some mean cuss and 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 I and I, but you know, I bleed garnet and black, man. I I, I so desperately want to see this football team get the W and and uh, you know, I I I want to see the energy shift right, when it comes to this football team. And make no mistake about it, by the way, I don't give a damn if Kaya Sharon's playing. I don't care if Will Levis is playing. I don't care if some slap dick from the Bluegrass is playing. They suit him up. If the Gamecocks get the W, it is a very big deal because you will have beaten a top 15 team on the road in SEC play at night. You'll have your first SEC win of the season. You'll be at 4-2 and two going into the bye week. So many positives will come from that. And there are reasons that I can really convince myself that South Carolina will go out there tomorrow night and get the W. Unfortunately, I'm just not allowing myself to set improper expectations. I'm not doing it, right? We've seen this movie before and the ship still sinks. We've seen this play out in previous games and previous years. And doesn't it feel like the cock just never crows? It just, for whatever reasons, it just doesn't happen. Love it, 
hate it, however you want to spin it, Kentucky has owned you basically over the last decade. And until South Carolina reverses that trend, guys, it, it, it's just really hard. Based off what we've seen this season against quality competition, throw out Charlotte, throw out SC State, and like I told you after SC State, those two wins, they might be the best thing that ever happened to this football team. We won't know if they had any impact at all until tomorrow night when this team takes the field. But beating Charlotte and SC State is not a basis for making a pick. And I will say, I want so badly the Gamecocks to come out on top because if they don't, we're going to have to have some very uncomfortable conversations early next week about the state of this football program because there's many folks out there who have this inflated sense of what South Carolina football is. And unfortunately, or fortunately, what have you, it doesn't matter. I will be the voice of reason to be here to set you straight and to let you know exactly where we are. No Will Levis. I think it'll be no problem for Kentucky. I think they will ride a strong running game. When we talk about Kentucky's rushing offense and their woes against South Carolina's rushing defense and their woes, who are you going to bet on in that matchup? Who do you feel more confident and more comfortable in taking? A Gamecocks rushing defense who, in games against Georgia State, Arkansas and Georgia allowed 200-plus rushing yards in each game and couldn't stop them to save their lives? Or a Kentucky rushing attack that, yes, has been porous, but just got their best player back in Chris Rodriguez Jr. Unfortunately, guys, I've got to side with Kentucky in that matchup. And when it comes to Marcus Satterfield, and the Gamecocks offensively, Marcus Satterfield is who he is. Uh, unless there was some sort of intervention, uh, uh, unless Marcus Satterfield watched the Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix series and, and got caught up watching The Exorcist and, and completely just flipped his brain and changed his ways, and uh, unless we left Marcus Satterfield back in Columbia and didn't bring him to Lexington, I think he is who he is who he is. I think the identity is what it is what it is. And I just don't know that we're really going to see anything different from this Gamecocks offense. I think Sat really believes his scheme is going to work. And it might. Maybe this is the game where it all clicks. But until I see it, guys, I, I, I just can't stick my neck out there and go out on a limb. We don't make predictions, as you all know, based off of hope and dreams. And hope's not a strategy. We make predictions based off things we have seen. I know Kentucky's banged up. Listen, this is a toss-up game. The opportunity for South Carolina to win this football game, it's there. I mean, it's absolutely there. And I think this will be a very close game that will come down to the fourth quarter. It will come down to the wire. However, at home, at night, in front of a raucous Kroger field, I do think Kentucky will do enough in a sloppy game, sort of like last year, right? Sort of like last year at Willie B. Here's the thing. They didn't need Will Levis last year. They ran for 240 yards. Chris Rodriguez himself beat up on you. I think that's most likely the case again. I think Kentucky will be ground and pound all night. And I just think offensively, man, it will be more of the same. And I think this will be a game that after tomorrow night, it will be glaringly obvious that the Gamecocks need to make a move at offensive coordinator. If not immediately, most certainly at the end of this season. So lock me in, guys. My lead pipe lock of the week brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. I've got Kentucky 23, South Carolina 
17. Again, in a game that I think is very competitive, very back and forth. I think it's a fourth quarter ball game, but I think Kentucky will edge out the Gamecocks on their home field. And Kentucky, right, has their backs against the wall. It's a must-win game for them. I just don't see a scenario in which Kentucky allows South Carolina to come into their building and get the W. So again, Cats 23, Cox 17. Let me know your thoughts. We'd love to hear you guys' predictions and your thoughts on my score prediction as well. All right, guys, that being said, that's my breakdown of Kentucky. Would love to hear from you. Before we get out of here, let's get into your listener questions, and we do have a couple. We'll start with Colby P05. Do you think we win this weekend with how we've played the last couple of games? Well, like you just heard, Colby, I've locked it in. Kentucky 23-17 to getting the W. Capers.Ballard, do you think we are at a point where we need to make coaching adjustments? Uh, ask me around 1045 tomorrow night, and I'll let you know. Austin G underscore 45. Isn't it crazy how the entire narrative changes if we win this Saturday? It is a huge game for Shane Beamer. I agree. I think it's the biggest game of the Shane Beamer era to this point, no doubt. And it's just because here's the biggest thing. And I thought J.C. Sherbert nailed it on the Daily Crow yesterday when he said, and Alex McGrath nailed it as well. The problem right now, guys, isn't even so much the record. The problem is the fact that it looks so damn similar to what we've seen in the Muschamp era and the end of the Spurrier era. And so Shane Beamer needs to separate himself from that in some type of way, whether it be the style of play or whether it be results on the field. So this is a big one. I mean, this is a very big one, guys. And like I've said many, many times, this is a fan base that can put up with a lot. We can deal and live with a lot. But losing to Kentucky... It's not something this fan base can live with. It's not something this fan base can stomach. G. Lawless says, not a question. Our boys are hungry. No reason not to eat on Saturday. Let's get it. Love the attitude. Uh, J. McClary 28 says, F. Kentucky will beat them by 57. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Nothing finer pod. Last question. Who has better uniforms, Kentucky or South Carolina? Definitely going to go USC. I'm not a big fan of the checkerboard thing Kentucky does. Chrome helmets. I hate their logo, by the way. I think Kentucky has got maybe the worst logo in the conference. Not a fan. I'm sure the Cats fans that are listening to this show, if there are any, will love to hear that. Uh, guys, that's going to do all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the listener questions. And again, thank you all so much for being flexible. I know it's a crazy weekend with the wedding festivities that I've got going on, stuff like that. Just stay tuned for when we will knock out the Daily Crow today, when we'll get it going, we'll get it rolling. I cannot wait to chat with you guys because, again, like I said, uh, some folks would have just canceled TDC, but I want to chat with you all. Even if it's just like a Twitter spaces, I want to chat before the game tomorrow night. going to be a lot of fun. Guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate all the love the support on the podcast, the Daily Crow, the merch side of the business, social media, the love is felt, and we truly appreciate it. Guys, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend, and I'll leave you with this. Go Cox, beat Kentucky, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Monday.